surprise, surprise, we are back. A special summer edition of Captain Fridays. We're here. It's been a while. And once again, I'm joined by my co-host, the man who has attended a NAM festival. Another festival. Uh, I'm going to call it a festival. NAM festival <laughs> that I didn't get to attend. And he's finally recovered to the point where he's able to do a Capic Friday show. By the way, welcome to my new studio as well. So, yeah. Uh, there was some intro things um, on a summer break, so like I don't remember all the rituals we're supposed to do here. Hello, Rich. How are you doing? Good day to you, Vlad. I'm very well, actually. Like you said, I've been back from Nam for about, is it six weeks? No. Three weeks, four weeks? Really? Can't be Wait. that much. It, it finished on June the 5th, and I was there for a week afterwards. Now it's July the 15th, so yeah, I've been back a month. And I'm over the jet lag. The NAM nice. festival is done for another year. It was a very exciting festival. Got to meet many people, see lots of new things, had a great time. And yeah, now it's summer vacation time for a lot of people, but not for me. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. And your new studio looks great. I, I'm very excited I to see it. It looks very, very shiny, very futuristic, and it makes me feel inferior because I'm just sat in a room. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to send you a few links for all the IKEA and little lights you can get to make it look as blue or pink as mine is. Because this setup is kind of very simple, just like through tr countless trial and error, <laughs> I was able to make this happen. <laughs> well, it looks great. But yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's pretty hot in here right now. Uh, the kind of ventilation in this room isn't as good as in the bigger room over there but like our kids bedroom is ready now our own like grown-up's bedroom is ready now and this is ready now just like little details here and there yesterday i was actually going through all of the pics i own and holy cow there was many <laughs> like Actually, like, uh, what I realized going through them yesterday was that Pix actually pretty good memorabilia. Like, there were some Pix like, whoa, I got this, like, bag of, like, wooden Pix from some guy who recognized me at some event somewhere, and he really wanted me to have them. And, like, random memories from random events I've attended. And Pix are actually not too bad, like, memorabilia-wise. Yeah, Pix are pretty cool. I like it when guitar players have picks that they throw out from on stage. I, I always think that's an exciting yeah, I actually found a few of those as well. Very cool. Well, perhaps you could do like a, a pick museum video where you, you take us through your collection. I'm sure that would be incredibly I pick my exciting. Picks. Yeah. Vlad's top five picks picked. Yeah. Yes, and then I'll do a sound comparison between them as well. Sounds fun. Never been done before. Go for it. Never been done before. There's definitely another such a. There's no video on my channel that where I do just that, and spend a billion hours editing that thing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what we wanted to do today is just to go through, like, I guess, our summer favorites. Let's put it that way. Like, a bunch of stuff was released around now, and we never got to. Uh, podcasting and actually analyze what was released. So I thought we'd do it now. Let's go briefly through our favorite picks. And Rich, what 
is your number one pick for like your favorites from the summer? What piece of gear stood out to you? My number one pick. That is a very tough question. And mm. I mean, I've seen a load of good gear released this year. And I just want to backtrack a bit and say that, yeah, the last Catpick Studios that we did together was Cat before Studios? the NAMM show. The last Catpick Fridays we did was before the NAMM show, before I left. And we were kind of, <laughs> yes. as everybody was, like a bit worried about what would actually happen now. Would there be any new gear? Would there be any people? And there was lots of both of those. There were loads of people. Mm. I had a great time. There was a lot of new gear. However, I would say that the biggest gear releases were actually from companies who weren't at the NAMP show. So I guess I'm going to split mine into two categories. Probably for me at the NAMP show, the most exciting thing that I saw was the Steve Vai Hydra guitar. Mm. Although I don't think we can count that as a new release because I don't think they're going to be making okay. a bunch of those. Yeah. But it was pretty... It was pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. I can imagine. Obviously, you, you weren't allowed to pick it up or anything, but yeah. Did you touch it? No. It was cordoned <laughs> off. You know, it was like... A, oh, really? It was like an artwork. Yeah. It was like, you know, when you go to the Louvre and you see the Mona Lisa and it's behind like these sort of red velvet ropes and you can't get within touching distance. And if you were mm. to reach over the thing, there would be 10, you know, black suited security guards who would come up and escort you from the premises immediately. Well, that's what it was like with the Hydro. Well, there weren't security guards. There may have been, and we just didn't notice them. But yeah, it was mm. on its own, on a big area of wall, just resplendent in its beautiful monstrosity. Because that's what it is. It's a beautiful monstrosity. And it's a shame that Steve Vai himself wasn't there to, to play it, to oh. show it off. But he was on tour, so good for him. Yeah, that's nice, I guess. Uh, actually, as someone who has been to the Louvre and seen the Mona Lisa from like way behind because of all the people, and also all of the iPads people were taking photos with of that painting. It was like, you know, like camera phones are one thing, but when every like tourist is with their like huge 10-inch iPad trying to take the photo of that painting, like there wasn't too much that we saw of the action Melissa, like I can see, say that I've seen the picture like live, but that's about it. Yeah, the first time I went to the Louvre, it was before everyone had camera phones, and so I was able mm. to get right up close and stuff. Although with the Mona Lisa, you, you get disappointed when you see it in person because it's so small. It's small. You it's don't expect it to be that thing. tiny. It's uh, yeah, it's like a <laughs> mini pedal of the of the paintings world. <laughs> Oh, it's not that small, is it? But if you've ever seen posters on walls or something and they're massive, the actual the painting itself is nothing like that. It's it's really small, and and if you can't get close in the room, then it's like looking at a postage stamp from three meters away or something. Yeah, yeah, super True. cool though. But we've gone off topic. Yes. So, yeah, the Mona Lisa of the Nam show was the Hydra. Um, the kind of nice. the the new cool products that I saw. At the NAMM show, I'm going to say there was a brand that I saw that looked very exciting, a Spanish guitar brand called Cream Guitars. I'd never heard of them before, mm. and they have a, some pretty amazing sort of half-traditional, half-spiky-looking guitars, not in a metal way, but like in a, a modern art sort of a way to continue the art theme. They, they look fantastic. I was really excited by those guitars. The Rev Tilt pedal, very cool. We'd heard about it before the show, but it... 
it was turning a lot of heads and a lot of people were playing that pedal. And also nice. the the two notes revolt units were very, very popular. There was a bunch of people always on the two notes booth checking that stuff out. They look great. I didn't get to play them myself, but I hope to rectify that at some point in the future. So those were the coolest things off the top of my head that I saw at the NAMM show. And I think we're going to talk about some of the things that weren't at the NAMM show. Mm. But just before we went on air, we dropped a few things because there have been so many. You know, we had the, the new Strymon yeah. pedals, the V2s of a bunch of them. Um, the Wampler Metaverse pedal came out. We had the... Um, other stuff that we talked about and have mo momentarily <laughs> well, slipped my mind. Well, audio pedals as well? Yes, there's exactly. those two, and they were not at the NAMM show. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, I forgot that as well. Like, this, this is so weird. So weird. Like, for Strymon wasn't there, Universal Audio wasn't there, apparently. Nope. And these were some of the highlights. Well, well I think Strymon pedals came after NAMM. Yes, they did. A lot of... But yeah. In the month this of June, the there was a bunch of stuff that came out. And again, with Strymon, I was surprised that they were not at the NAMM show. Perhaps they didn't want to be there because they always liked to be downstairs. And uh, the downstairs hall was closed. So perhaps they said, oh. no, we don't want to be upstairs. So we're not there this time. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Universal Audio pedals were one of the highlights. Like, not NAMM highlights, but one of the highlights of the summer because I have friends who are, have either ordered or plan to order some of their pedals. Obviously, the whole <laughs> worship guitar community is raving about these people are getting a bunch, like several of these units to have on their boards. And based on the demos, they sound really good. They uh, do. They look really impressive. Also, and um, They do. We've seen... A few companies go down this sort of a route, starting, I think, with the Strymon Iridium. That was the first. We've seen the Walrus mm. Audio ones. Is it the ACS they're called? I can't remember yes, the, I think so. the, the model names. But yeah, and now Universal Audio. So there's a lot of competition in that segment. Mm. Yeah, same goes with for the... Uh, I lost the tab I had somewhere. Yeah, the... Two notes pedals you just mentioned, those also look really good. So, so many options to choose from. Very nice. Yeah, exactly. And the, the one thing that you can say is that everybody is definitely going in the pedal board amplifier direction. So, yeah. again, full-size tube amps, new releases are far and far between. There's really not that many. Yeah. Well, and as someone who just moved to a smaller studio uh, and I'm kind of looking for a desktop-friendly solution, I can 100% relate to that. Plus, it just sucks dragging a huge amount of gear to a rehearsal space. Podgo fits into the kind of pocket of my guitar case. Yeah, that's super practical. And I, I, and I have the whole rig there, so... yeah. And I mean, yeah, the, the PogGo does literally everything. And what you could yeah. also do if, if you didn't want to use that is, you know, get something like the Universal Audio, get something like the mm -hmm. Strymon Iridium, and build a board around that as well with analog pedals too, if that's your thing. And yeah. uh, actually, what's pretty cool about the new um, two-note stuff, the Revolts, is that they are tube-powered preamps, effectively. So that gives you another option again. 
Yeah, I'm just going to do a search while <laughs> we're talking about them. Because these look great. Thank you, I don't want to be part of your beta. They look super cool I mean, and they were surprisingly cheap. I don't know yeah. if you saw the prices there, but they're like they're under 400 euros, which you don't expect when you look at the imagery like that there. Mm. I mean, the proof of the pudding will be in the playing, actually, with these ones. Sure. If they perform well, if they sound good, I don't know. Yeah, the thing is, like, it's also a three-channel thing. It's not like with the yeah. uh, Strymon or Universal Audio pedals where you kind of get a sound, I think. Well, they do have some extra switch on the these amps, I guess. Yeah, I think they all but, have about three or four different amp models within them. Uh, can you switch between them when you play? I guess oh, there's a preset. Yes, there, so I guess you, you can, can yeah. go at least between two, and maybe then MIDI controllability as well. Yeah, but yeah, the Strymon the Iridium has like a, a sort of a Fendery clean one. It has a sort of a Voxy mm. one, and it has a Marshall type, yeah, overdrive model on there. And so, yeah, the triple threat of the Revolt is kind of similar, but yeah, I mean. I don't know to what extent the tube thing is a bit of a gimmick. Again, we'll uh, we'll have to <laughs> test it in earnest and see how it works. True, but yeah, yeah. But the IO on this is ridiculously good, and like all the, I love the fact that all three channels are accessible through the front panel. And you get a clean crunch and lead foot switches right there. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean. We're seeing more and more manufacturers really thinking about what people would actually want to use and mm. sort of designing products based around what people want rather than just, you know, coming up with an idea and saying, you will want this. It's like, ah, we know that everybody wants to have this, so let's build it. I think that's super cool. The one yep. thing that's sort of interesting about the Revolt is that it won't be compatible with the majority of the... Uh, the two-note software. Mm. The uh, what's the name of it? Why the wall of sound. It doesn't work with all of wall that of stuff. Sound. Yeah. Oh really? Why yeah. so? That's just the way they've made it. Interesting. I kind of missed yeah. that fact. I guess. Um, so at the Nam show, two notes also released another new software model as well, and that's going to be more integratable with ah, the Revolt yeah. units, I believe. But I'm not fully up to speed on it yet so yeah I mean what they're basically doing with the Revolt is saying that yeah you buy that you also buy a cab M to go with it and then you've bought two products from us and then you can do everything and I guess that's why they haven't made the Revolts totally compatible with Wall of Sound interesting kind of um, checking out some of the details of this Fluid cabinets but it says there, Wall of Sound, so maybe it does work with it. You would think it sounds weird that it wouldn't, but... Yeah. Uh, weird, Take weird, weird. everything I mean, that I've just said in the last two minutes with a big grain of salt. <laughs> Check it out for yourself before you do anything, because I could have got this drastically wrong. Celtic Friday is here to provide you with possibly accurate information. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> we have, we need to have like a huge disclaimer text just run through the screen every five minutes. So, yeah, I would surprise would be surprised if that's the case. By the way, I just noticed 
the MIDI in and out is done via, is it like a TSR, TRS, whatever the jack is. Basically, you need like an adapter for that. It's, yeah, it's the new is, mini MIDI cables that a lot of companies are starting yeah. to use now. Yeah, I guess that's that's where we're going. Just I don't know. For a long time, you you'll still need to have like adapters for that stuff. But I'm okay with the things being kind of upgraded. So yeah, even if anybody out there watching this has tried the Revolt, let us know. Tell us what Please it's like, do. what your experiences are. Although I'm pretty sure nobody watching this will have tried it yet because they're not available until about September, I don't think, for the general mm. population. So like a lot of stuff released at the NAMM show, but available hopefully three or four months later. Yep. Well, all I can say, this thing looks great and I really want to try one out. Uh, something that was interesting was the Strymon. Pedals, uh, we've talked about this a lot, uh, companies releasing like V2, 3, 4 and so on versions of their pedals. Strymon kind of took their time and just updated six of their, I guess, most classic pedals. I, I want to say Flint and El Capistan and maybe Dick as well are definitely some of the major Strymon pedals. Uh, yeah, they added what MIDI capability. What what else was there? Some other stuff as well that I'm forgetting already. They they added a bunch of new stuff. Um, yeah, there's MIDI. There's way more presets, and most of the pedals, if not all of them, actually have new physical knobs on them, which I think is super cool mm. because that gives you much easier access to the secondary functions that a lot of the pedals had. For me, I think the most interesting and the most obvious of those to talk about is on the blue sky, where now there is a dedicated shimmer knob. And I think that's... Ooh, that was that's, missing from the small one. Yeah. Before. Whoa, that's nice. So, yeah, things like that. Again, just, I think, listening to what people wanted and listening to the years of feedback that they'd had about the V1s and saying, okay, we should give this its own knob or its own switch. I mean, the Blue Sky, for example, also has a new modulation switch. So um, it's just making it easier for users to get the sounds that they want out of the pedals. Yeah. Apparently, some of the... It also seems like... Yeah, they yeah, even updated the chips in the pedals. That, yeah, that's what I was going to say as well. I don't know to what extent the sounds of the units would be different, but presumably there is some kind of technological improvement there. Yeah. Uh, have you, like, they, they're mentioning here in the article that uh, you can use the USB-C jack to connect it to your DAW. Uh, will it show up as some sort of audio interface, like an audio device there? If you can, like, digitally route stuff through the pedal back to the recording software. What's the usb I actually don't know. For? Oh, well, somebody will probably know, so let us know. And we'll be sure to pin that comment on YouTube so everyone else can find that info as well. I mean, this is a cool way to update it, like real update, not something like, hey, we tweak the gain knob a little bit. No, we added some new stuff. We updated the chip. We added new knobs and controls so you can use USB-C now. That's how you update stuff. Sorry, I'm just adjusting my chair as I'm talking. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Probably we, we shouldn't do that. No. 
It, it looks weird. You look weird. But we've talked about Thanks. other companies in the past who have done upgrade after upgrade and version after version of specific pedals. And we've said, yeah, sometimes that's kind of almost exploiting the consumer in the way because it makes people want to, yeah. you know, also buy the V2 or even the V3 in some cases. We've talked about some V3 pedals recently. I feel like this Strymon thing is, it's a lot more than just a little update. And I think it will really yeah. be worth it for a lot of people to get these V2s. Do you think that that means that the marketplace is going to be flooded with people selling off V1s? Flooded? Uh, maybe no, but there could be some, I think. Because that would be a very good opportunity for a lot of people to pick up Strymon pedals at good prices. Because, um, yeah. you know, obviously Strymon are boutique price pedals and these V2s new are... They're rather expensive. Have you have you seen mm. the prices? I haven't. Scroll down. Uh, 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 uh. Or not. There's no There's pricing nothing. on that. There's a link that says check them out here. So let's click that link and see what happens. That should take you to the Strymon homepage, I would guess. I know it's Three seventy nine dollars at Sweetwater. Yeah. yeah. They are not free, so to speak. Well, that's kind of obvious, but you know you know no, what I mean. Yeah, and in Europe, that translates to about 430 euros, which is... Unfortunately. It's a lot of money. Yep. Yeah. Back mean, in back in the day, even the big, you know, the timeline and the big sky used to be cheaper than that. I mean, obviously, they're more expensive now as well, but... Yeah, this yep. is uh, this this is a lot of money for people to be shelling out, particularly right now in a current, very volatile global situation. Yeah, but yeah, they're that's also the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. Yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Having said all that, I want one or yeah. two or three. <laughs> Which ones would you go for if you were to get um, maybe one or two of these new V two Strymons? If I could only get one, I'm I would say Flint. That's still the best tremolo I've ever like tremolo plus reverb combination I've ever owned. Yeah, I've had the original Flint. That is, at some point. Don't ask me why I sold it. I just sold it because reasons. And second one would probably be Dig. And I also I've also had that pedal as well. <laughs> <laughs> sold it. Don't ask me why reasons. That's yeah, a, I know people who idea reasons. Yeah, reasons. I know people who have bought and sold the Flint at least three times. So mm. they'll buy it, sell it, buy it, sell it, buy it, sell it, and now they've got it again or don't. It's um, I don't know. There's probably only ten in existence, and they just make their way around the guitar community. Most likely. Yeah. Uh, so. For me personally, if I was to get one, I don't know what I'd go for, but. It's probably, to many people, the least interesting of all of the pedals, but the one that I've heard so much about in the past couple of years and has made me really want to test it out is the Deco, which mm. is definitely the most subtle of all the effects there. It gives you kind of a, a tape saturation effect for recording. It gives you a slight doubling effect, and it gives you a bunch more stuff as well, but it's just a way of thickening up your guitar sound and making you sound better 
as opposed to giving you a massive, you know, say a reverb or delay effects or whatever. So I'd really yeah. like to try the deco and see how that works. Yeah, that will probably be the third one on my list. Otherwise, I'd say, yeah, the flint, I've, yeah, the El Capistan, but then the dig, the dig so, has two delays, right? You've got your double delay yes, in that and for all the edgy for like stuff. Yes, sound, yes. And then the blue sky, I mean, obviously, it's a legendary reverb. I don't know. I, I have to say that the Lex would be the last on my list if I was to order them for some reason. That's just not as much yeah. my thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd actually probably, like, I'd love to have the V2 version of the dig just because um, I remember with the original one, uh, I sometimes had trouble, like, when I'm trying to record to a click, I just couldn't tap as evenly to be exactly in the tempo of the song. And, like, I would play some sort of, you know, edgy stuff. Uh, by edgy, I mean, uh, actually, like, I mean the edge, obviously, not, like, edgy stuff. Um, yes. Like it would just kind of f fade out of everything, <laughs> sync rhythm wise, because like I would always tap like few BPM off of the actual tempo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so being able to sync that to your DAW's tempo would be kind of cool. Yeah. So if that's what you can do, that's a really good addition to it. Yeah. Do, do you think yeah, this looking, that yeah, Strymon have taken too long to do this? Like, why now? A lot of these pedals are so old. I bet they still sell a bunch of those, or like they used to sell a bunch of those even. Yeah. Or Because like, even though most of them, all of them are digital, uh, I feel like they're one of the few companies where they're, like, when you get one... It feels like there's like long-term thinking applied to the whole design and everything. Mm. Like they're not going to be outdated in a couple of years. And I think they were also trying to be very careful not to angry some of the customers that had bought previous versions of these pedals fairly recently. Yeah, fairly I think that makes sense. Within. Yeah. And what so, about, you know, the big boys, the big sky and the timeline and so on? Do you reckon that they'll do V2s of those? They might. I hope they add bigger screens on them. <laughs> That's the, the biggest thing. Mm. <laughs> biggest sky. <laughs> All the skies. Yeah. But I guess those were the pedal highlights. There were also a few guitars. Yeah, well, there, there is one other pedal that we should talk about, which oh. came out fairly oh. recently, and that is the Wampler Metaverse delay. Yes. Because 2022 is the year of the new delay pedals. You know, we started big so with the, the Boss Space Echo, we had the Mark II of the Line 6 DL4, and now we have Wampler going deep with their new Metaverse delay pedal. <laughs> yeah. I have to admit, I haven't watched a single demo of it yet, but it seems like there's a lot to dive into with that one as well. Yeah, there's a bunch of different delays, and you have obviously four different presets that you can save on the pedal, more via MIDI. And the one thing which is really interesting to me about the Metaverse is the fact that it's it's kind of slimmed down compared to a lot of the super delays. Because what you see is what you get with most of yep. it. So you've got delay, feedback, 
tone, mix, and mod controls, and, and that's it. You know, there's no deep menu diving like there would be on something like the, the timeline, for example. So it's very plug-and-play in that sense. And it has a bunch of different algorithms in it, so there's so many different sounds that you can get from it. But still, it's big box, but with simplicity at the same time. Yep. Looks nice. I and like the design quite a lot. Yeah. And it's in the same sort of footprint as the, the Terraform, which was their hmm. multi-featuring uh, modulation pedal, which came out a year or so ago. Yeah, so if this is a metaverse, why isn't that pedal called um, multiverse? Then you'd kind of have the Facebook side of stuff and then you have the Marvel side of stuff. So you get metaverse and multiverse and you're set for life. I actually read on one of the American forums, there was a post by Brian Wampler himself where he said that they came up with the name for this before Facebook rebranded. So uh, make of that what you will. Yeah. True. Uh, uh, looks nice. I need to check a few demos of the whole thing because it looks interesting. You should. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's something slightly different from the other big box delays, and it has mm. some sort of more unique algorithms in it because it contains some of the other Wampler pedals. So it has all your standard mm. stuff, but it has some of the pedals that they've made in the past as well. So I just think it's a it's a nice thing. Wampler kind of going slightly off in their own direction with this. Nice. Uh, I see there's a BBD, so Bucket Brigade delay. That alone already makes me interested. So cool. So need to like I don't know why I haven't checked any of the videos of it. Guess I'm just like on a summer break. Cannot. There's like a certain amount of gear news you can t take in during the year, and I think I hit my <laughs> like hit my limit around like first week of June or something or yeah. whenever the NAM was. Yeah. So well, but the um. The Metaverse was released or launched in late June. Mm. So it, it didn't come out at the NAMM show. It came a few weeks after. And I feel like it maybe got kind of hidden behind some of the other stuff because we've seen a bunch of new okay. stuff released since the NAMM show. And because this is a big box delay but has a slightly more limited feature set, maybe people just thought it wasn't as interesting as, for example, the, the DL4 Mark II. That's just me speculating yeah. there. Could be, could be. Yeah. Uh, though I th also think like Wampler has a huge dedicated audience that are listening. So definitely sold a bunch of units already. And I mean, I I think that's also really well deserved. Wampler to me sounds like like I associate them with high quality pedals that are inspiring and just well made. Yeah, I, I've liked all the Wampler stuff I've ever, ever played, so that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to trying this one. Because yes. it wasn't at NAM. Uh, <laughs> what a weird NAM it was. Also, yeah, it, it seems at least. Yeah, it was, it was totally different, but at the same time, similar in terms of the people and in terms mm. of the busyness. It was, it was so much of a better show than we were expecting it to be. So that's that's cool. That's cool. The, the really interesting one is going to be twenty twenty three next year's iteration of the show which is also going to be three days instead of four, and it's going to take place mm -hmm. in April. 
So it's a more transitional show again, and it's like, I'm not sure if that's going to have the same punchiness as this year's, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, as I kind of <laughs> mentioned this a few minutes ago, there were also some cool guitar releases. Uh, this is, I guess, more basic one, or less... Um, how should I say? We kind of thought this might happen. After Albanists unveiled their kind of motif style AZ range. And yeah, there's a Tom Quail signature guitar, which is TQMS1. And yeah, it's basically kind of their take on the Telecaster, dare I say, though the neck pickup is a humbucker. But yeah, I still it's... haven't tried of these any of these newer models. I'd love to. What's the name of the standard Ibanez model in that shape? It's not the Talman, is it? It's the AZ. Ah, this shape. Yeah, the, the shape of the new model, yeah. Uh, might be Talman? Not I've sure. got to Google that while we're talking, but yeah, I mean, it's um, it's a Tom Quayle-esque Telecaster, isn't it? I mean, built for his super fast legato style of playing built for modern players and I, I love the fact that there's a mini humbucker in the in the neck position I'm a big fan of mini That's humbuckers cool. and that makes it super flexible as a guitar and it's yeah, a Seymour Duncan also, as well yeah there's a bunch of different switching options as well a lot of the Albanese guitars do have that but AZ range especially yeah oh you're right uh, actually they, they are AZ guitars still yes the, the, the Talman are, is because there's something a, different yeah, there's the whole Dynamics 5 switching system with an alter switch. So there's a switching system with an alter switch <laughs> as well. So yeah, basically you get a lot of different kind of sounds. Yeah. And made in Japan as well. So. Yeah. Yes. And I need to try one of these out. Yeah, me too, definitely. It's interesting also to have a, a more T-style guitar with a vibrato system. Yeah, I mean that, that's cool. It's yeah, a very interesting guitar. I feel like we're so used to seeing Tom Quayle with his strat type AZ yeah. that it's going to take a while for people to get into this one. But perhaps it will attract a totally new audience of people who didn't want a sort of super strat type guitar, but wanted something like this. Yeah, to me, it feels they're definitely going for a more kind of. I guess vintage-oriented audience. Yeah, like half traditional. Into, yeah. yeah, like it's kind of traditional-ish, if you will. <laughs> so nice. Why not? Uh, hopefully, I'll get to try one out at some point. Uh, another really interesting release was the Tosin Abbasi and Ernie Paul collaboration. Uh, I think I talked about this on the live stream I did around now time, and this is weird for a guy who has his own guitar company go to, or maybe they approached him, I don't know how that actually worked, to work on a signature guitar with other company. So it's actually like, I don't think it's a signature guitar, it's just like a collaboration between them, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. I mean, people will be seeing it as a signature guitar, but it is... Yeah, definitely. I guess it's like a Les Paul to Gibson. Well, I mean, the 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 Kaizen has a long way to go until 
people start seeing it in that same sort of a light, but it's that Could kind be. of a thing, yeah. Yeah. That is very true. I mean, it looks very futuristic, I guess, but when Tosin is involved, kind of makes sense. That That's roughly how his own guitars look as well, like or similar like design aesthetics. Yeah, exactly. So. At the NAMM show, I was super busy the whole time because the show went so well for us. Uh, Blue Guitar, mm. I was on the booth the whole time, pretty much. And we were kind of diagonally opposite Abasi guitars. But one of the few things that I made sure that I got to go and see was this Kaizen model on the Ernie Ball booth. Yeah. And it looks super cool. The The one that they had yeah. was kind of, it yeah. was attached to the wall. You couldn't take it down and play it or anything, but it... It looked so different, almost alien for a traditional guitar player. And I'm sure these are going to be fantastic. I don't think they're yeah. they're built for players like me, but I'm still looking forward to trying one out. Yeah, I, I want to, you know, feel how it feels. In, like, I want to experience how it feels in the lab because it looks really weird. But, you like, looking at it, you go like, okay, that has to be like a very comfortable guitar to play, even if, even though it's a seven string. So, mm -hmm. it ain't cheap. So it's not like what's, you're like casual. What's the price on it? Um, I think it was three, four thousand dollars, something <laughs> like that. Uh, I don't remember. They said, Price. Well, I think it was well several thousands at least. Several it's thousand. Made in US. Okay. Yes, it's made in the US, so it immediately starts with at least. I'm going to say at least like three thousand dollars. That would not surprise me. It'll be interesting to see if a Sterling by Music Man version ever appears. Mm. This is a guitar yeah, where I don't know how many corners yeah. they could cut to keep the price down. Yeah. I wonder if they would do that because then it would directly compete with the Abbasi Concepts guitars. So, not sure. We shall see. Yeah. But we'll, yeah, but and really interesting release. So, yeah. Anyone watching, let us know what your favorite release this summer, like so far, has been or this summer period. There's been a lot of releases, way more than. I was, I guess, expecting for there to be. Yeah, it's been it's been so busy, and I think um, the one thing that we haven't seen too much of is kind of since the spring, new models by Fender, because they released a bunch of mm. stuff like Squires and Fenders as well. But around the Nam Show time, it was fairly quiet. Yeah, that is very true. Mm. So. We have a bit of limited time today to do this, so should we talk about what's going to happen next? Epic Fridays and like maybe our channels as well. Obviously, like I'm entering a new phase with the new studio, which I'm really happy. Uh, just yeah, already working like there's a lot of stuff to work out here still. Like last week. Well, like roughly a week ago, I was shooting uh, the Quad Cortex video. <laughs> I had to start the shoot by installing more like things on the wall so I can have an overhead camera because 
like I thought my overhead, overhead camera would be positioned a certain way, like it would use a certain thing here in the room. And as soon as I tried to position it, it just didn't work at all. And then I had to drill new holes and stuff like that. So, like, work. I'll still have a lot of details to work out, but I love the fact that everything is kind of ready here and I can just walk in and start doing stuff. And yeah, so that's nice. Um, I will possibly attend an event in the fall. We shall see. I'm kind of working on the details. Oh, wow, that's Hopefully a big tease. That is a very big tease. So there's that. Um, yeah, I actually have a bunch of cool videos lined up as well. So, like in the works or in the edit or things like that. So, should be fun as well. And, yeah. How about you? Before we move on to the big news. What's coming up for me? Well, more of the same. I've been... <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been inspired by your new studio refit and it kind of Ooh. makes me want to spruce up my backgrounds a bit. I've always suffered when it comes to the production quality aspects of doing videos myself and I do want to make that better but it's a goal. It's a goal that I've had for a long time but I just need to do it. So if anyone has any recommendations then shoot them to me in the comments and I'll, uh, I'll consider doing something. But in terms of everything else I mean... Um, yeah, I might be going to an event or two this year. Mm, there's nice. a couple coming up industry-wise as well where there's possibilities. So I don't know if these are even a secret or if we're allowed to talk about them, but just let's let's leave them hanging <laughs> we, we right can now. Talk about them. We can just <laughs> talk about it. It's, I think it's fine. Yeah. Now we'll leave it for yeah. today. We'll discuss it on a future episode so people have to come mm, back and listen to the future episode. That is very true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I guess something we can reveal is the fact that uh, this might be one of the last Cat Pick Fridays episodes. And before you go, <gasps> don't you worry, we are working on something new, something even better. Like yeah, I know, I know most of you thought that even better doesn't even exist because this show has been such a perfect blend of humor and education and I don't know information <laughs> like that but we have something new in the works and we'll let you know about the details and like what we're doing as we kind of well plan and agree on more stuff of how to proceed but yeah I'm actually really excited about all of the things we've been planning and while there's still things to figure out, it should be fun. But I guess one thing we can reveal is that we're not stopping podcasting. That's all we're going to say. Mm -hmm. It's true. <laughs> yes. And it's not just going to be Cat Pick Tuesdays either. We're not just no. changing the day. Yes. Yes, or Cat Mondays. Cat Mondays and Pick Your Thursdays. Uh, I think mm. I'm running out of air in this room right now. That's what it seems like. Me too. <laughs> Despite the fact that yeah. I have a, a window right there. But yeah. Do you yeah, have a window the in there? No, there's like uh, a... 
air ventilation thing in there, but I forgot to turn our air ventilation on like a higher setting before we started shooting. I'm kind of suffering from the consequences. I might have to open the door slightly. <sighs> you can't see anything there. Like there it is. Good. <laughs> there really is. Whatever oh, it is. is. much better. Mm -hmm. Why didn't I do this from the start? I don't know. I also don't you know. You learn things as you go. Yeah. Yeah. But we promise this is not the last Catholic Friday's episode. We'll be back with content. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. It's like undefined content. So, yeah, I hate worry. the fact that content is now a word. But yeah, it it's is kind of yeah, yeah. So it means nothing. Yeah, I know. In a way, <laughs> it was a few years ago that you started to hear YouTubers referring to themselves as content creators. And it is, it's become an established term, which, yep. which irks me slightly. But there you go. That's the way the world is going now. But yeah, for us, exactly. we shall continue as content creators together, I think. And um, yeah, more information will be drip fed as we, as we get it. Exactly. So that shall be the teaser of the week. And yeah, That's have a, a great teaser. weekend. It was, I don't know, feels like things are in the right place again because we are doing a show on Friday. Like it be, it had become such a routine of my life. There's a show on Friday. And I've also noticed that a lot of you, all the people, have gotten used to that as well. So that's really cool. We appreciate all of you. And that's kind of crazy. We just started to do this for fun. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that quite a lot over the past few weeks as well because... During the preparations for Cat Pick Fridays that I had been making every week, it helped me learning a lot about gear and stuff and finding out about mm. new music and just kind of getting up to speed on what's going on in the industry because this is this is our profession for both of us as well. I mean, you know, mm. Cat Pick Fridays is just a fun sort of hobby chat podcast, but at the same time, you know, I'm working at the moment with Blue Guitar. You're a professional content creator. <laughs> or whatever you want to call yourself yes. and other yes, stuff. That. Yeah, and it, I, I've just started to call myself a media professional, which means every, everything and nothing at the same time. So yeah, exactly. That's the official title. Yeah, but <laughs> while we're late. having fun chatting and talking nonsense about this stuff, we're also learning about it and hopefully, you yeah. know, imbibing some of our knowledge and passing it on to the to the people who listen. And it, it's all cool. So I've missed yes. it as well. Is what I'm trying to say. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, we'll be back at an unidentified time, but I could say us doing a summer episode or two. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to work that out because, yeah, I'll be on the road soon, but we shall discuss that off air. Yeah. Yes, so we shall do that. But yeah, have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. We shall see you next time. That, that, that's like, yeah. There was, there was a point when I like, came up with like phrases to end my every video. See you next time makes sense because it's an identified amount of time can happen between two episodes. So Ah, clever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. So see you next week. You're committing to that next There's week. There's pressure that you've got to do it. Mm. Exactly. I like exactly. it. So, mm -hmm. that, so that's why All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for watching, listening. Give us a like, comment, ask us questions, all those things. We shall see you in the future. <laughs> As we do here on Cat Pick Fridays, bye podcast. Bye podcast. <laughs> <laughs>